So there's a line in the story of Mary anointing Jesus' feet with her hair that I kind of held all week as I prepared for today. It's the second part of verse 3. The house was filled with the fragrance of perfume. This is a line we get. We can imagine. We can almost smell. The house was filled with the fragrance of perfume. You know, we've tried um, each week of this Lenten series to place things in the space to help us hold Scripture, imagine Scripture, um, feel Scripture in a different way. Um, I really wanted to kind of fill this space with scented candles or wall plug-ins today, but, you know, we all experience that differently, and I didn't want people sneezing or coughing or leaving or going, what's that smell? Um, So I decided against it. But this image... We get the house was filled with the fragrance of perfume. We get smells, right? Some are great. Fresh baked cookies, fresh baked bread, and some are not so great. Some of you have heard me sharing about the current smell in our house. Um, Apparently, some time ago, our house shifted and a hole opened up along one of the eaves of the house. And I think some of you know where I'm going with this. Animals got in and inside the walls. Well, they started scratching the walls, the wall in our youngest son's room. And since the kids' rooms are on the other side of the house and it was happening at night, we really didn't pay that much attention or know until one day our son comes to tell us there's a hole in the wall. And yeah, there was a hole in the wall. Um, so I did what anyone would do. Um, I put duct tape over the hole. By the next day, the animal had moved to our daughter's closet and had made a hole in the wall. So more duct tape. Now this all happened the week my whole family tested positive for COVID. So no one could get into the house. Eventually, we did get someone there. They put some poison out trying to poison the animals that would hopefully die outside the house. Then we waited a while, plugged the hole, but we soon realized they didn't make it out of the house before they died. The house was filled with the fragrance of dead animals. Well, not really the house, just my daughter's room. Sorry, Abby Jane. All this to say, we can smell and experience that line. The house was filled with the fragrance of perfume. But there's another fragrance that fills the house in this story, that fills our houses. Another fragrance we get. The fragrance of presence. I don't really mean how each one of us smells. Um, I mean, we all have those friends, um, or at least know those persons whose very presence fills a room, fills a space. They're the life of the party. Many of us also know how the absence of a loved one can make a space feel empty, lifeless. There is a fragrance of presence that we offer one to another. And in, again, may not be a smell, though we do have our own smells, but a way that our presence fills a room. The life we give one to another as we are genuinely bodily present for one another. 
I had someone put it this way one time. They were talking, they lived alone, talking about the pets they had, and they said they liked having pets because it gave another heartbeat in the house. This story of a woman being present to Jesus while he sits at dinner, it's told in some way in all four of the Gospels, but there are differences in each story. John is the only one to give the woman a name, Mary. It takes place in the home of Lazarus. Jesus has just raised Lazarus from the dead, an act that was the last straw for some. The plot to kill Jesus is formed. Jesus makes his triumphal entry into Jerusalem as palm waves, palm branches are waved and people shout, Hosanna, Holy Week begins. The journey to the cross. It's a whirlwind of events and smack in the middle, we have this dinner where time stops for a moment in a very personal, intimate, almost awkward moment takes place between Mary and Jesus while at dinner. And the fragrance of perfume fills the house. So this is my takeaway. Mary brings her whole self to Jesus, and her very presence fills the room. We can feel it if we allow ourselves to enter the story. The awkwardness of the moment, the imagery, the details, we can almost be present. There's a dinner where one who was dead, one who was missing at the dinner table, is raised to new life. They're seated. They're all around the table, reclining, enjoying a fellowship meal together. And Mary comes to Jesus anointing his feet with perfume, washing his feet with her hair. We can smell it. We can experience it in a way that maybe we can't with other stories of Scripture. We opened worship today with these words. All through the week, Lord Jesus, you have been present. Help us to put aside our cares and our worries in order to fully enjoy the peace of your presence now. All through the week, you've been present. Help us to put aside our cares and worries to enjoy the peace of your presence now. To be fully present. Mary brings her whole self into the presence of Jesus Christ. We strive to bring our whole selves into the presence of Christ because Christ brings his whole self into our presence. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy be complete. Be of the same mind. Having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interest, but to the interest of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. 
throughout Lent, we have looked at ways that Jesus brought his whole self to us. Jesus, as a mother hen, um, gathering us up to hold us close until the hurt, the danger, the pain goes away. To gather us up until all is well. God in Christ as a patient gardener, tending, caring, holding, loving. A God who says, wait, let's not give up just yet. Let's give some more love. Just wait and see. And Christ offering an open-armed embrace, preparing a table, putting out the seats, inviting others to join in the celebration of the good news. Today we hold all of these images and we remind ourselves of the difference that bodily presence makes. How our presence, or lack thereof, fills a space. We remind ourselves that our faith is an embodied faith. We bring our whole selves to God and to one another. The community that is the church, the community of Jesus Christ, is called to experience life together, to be present one to another and to God. What's the church? if not the community of Christ, which makes Christ present as we are community together in the world, for the world, and to the world. There is a practice of a particular monastery, an order that um, I, couldn't, I couldn't find where I had referenced it to know which one, but when they enter the sacred space of worship. They come down the center aisle, and they come two by two. And as they approach the altar table, they stop. They bow first to the altar, acknowledging God present in their space. And then they turn, and they face one another, and they bow to one another, acknowledging Christ present in the one they walk beside. The fragrance presence fills the room. It is the practice of embodied faith. 